On this episode, I talk the long-term value of email, oranges, and gurus. You ask questions, and I answer them. This is the Ask Gary V Show. This is Gary Vaynerchuk, and welcome to episode number 35 of the Ask Gary V Show. Fun fact about the number 35, that is the Big Hurt Frank Thomas's number. My favorite non-Yankee baseball player, because I collected all his rookie cards, and my friend Brandon and I, who runs Wine Library right now, made a agreement when we were 15 that if Frank Thomas was going to be awesome, because we bought his rookie cards, and he went to the Hall of Fame, that we would go. That happened this last summer as the Big Hurt got inducted. We went up there, but something weird happened. We realized there was a 90-mile garage sale going on in the general area, and we skipped the Hall of Fame, and we went to the 90-mile garage sale. That's called adjusting. Madison asks, as an email marketer, I say email is not dead. Do you think email will be more or less relevant in three to five years? Madison, great question. Three to five years. It's always hard to predict that way out, but uh, I'll get to that part. And before I actually answer this question, I just want to give a huge shout out to the Vayner Nation for supporting this show. I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying it. I was super bummed about Friday night, so I apologize. I think I tweeted that I was going to have it and let some people down. I hate letting people down. Email is definitely not dead. I would say that email right now, uh, I, I like marketing in the year that we live in. Um, so I would say right now that Email is a very killer app. Now, are open rates at 90% like I had in 1997? Absolutely not. But is it an own channel that you control and don't have to be at the mercy of all these other platforms that you can market to your people? For sure. I think we can't be naive to the fact that Google made changes with Gmail about a year ago, it feels like now, or within the year, where we went to a promotions tab. I see Stunwin shaking his head. Steve, were you affected by the promotions tab? Were you part of any email lists that you noticed went there? Oh yeah, absolutely. Now, here's the, here's the punchline question. Show me. Punchline question. Here's the punchline question. Do you feel that some of those that got switched to the promotion tabs, you've actually fallen off because they don't go to your native in-feed and you either unsubscribe or you just don't pay attention to anymore? Totally gone. Yep, probably five or six email lists. That's my concern. So what's happening is, do I think email will matter three to five years? For sure. I think it's in play, it's a channel, it's not going anywhere. Do I think it's dead? Absolutely not. Do I think it'll be more or less valuable as a marketing engine? I will go with less valuable in three to five years. It will still be very valuable because it's one of the best channels, but it will be less valuable. That whole marketers ruin everything line that I use a lot, that's what this is all about. Platforms come along, They have value, and then we market against them, and then consumers kind of push off. It's cops and robbers, it's cat and mouse, over and over and over again, and we're living in a process now that we're into the second decade of email being ruined by marketers. Troy asks, I work in two different spaces. How do I use social media platforms so that I'm not confusing my audience? Troy, this is a very simple question. Uh, You adjust to the platform at hand. So we're going very detailed on this show. For Twitter, the way you don't confuse them if you're talking about two different things, a la business and wine talk, is you create two different channels and you have an at Wine Library account and you have an at Gary Vaynerchuk account, Gary V, and that's what I did. Or you just become so branded in both that you feel comfortable being kind of a renaissance man or woman and you can go that route. But you have to react to the platform. So on Twitter, you just create two different accounts and you promote through them. 
On Facebook though, the targeting capabilities allows you to just be yourself and talk to people that act, you can plan to people that are 25 to 45 that are into wine and you put out a wine content and they'll like that. And you know, 22 to 27 that are into podcasts and you do that and then they want you to talk about that thing. So Facebook gives you the flexibility to target. You know, Twitter does not. Uh, And so you've got to adjust. YouTube channel, do you have two channels? Do you have one? It's something we've talked about because we want to chop up every answer into a question. As a matter of fact, let's link up the first one we put up, right? The tennis thing. Uh, and so, uh, you know, you're, you, the real answer to this question, Troy, is, is you've got to adjust to the platform's capability to drive home the fragmentation or the one channel process. So you go pl- place by place. Pinterest, you can create a board, right? You can have an account, you can create different boards, and on certain boards you put out content about whatever the hell you're doing and whatever the hell you're doing that's different. So you Tumblr, you, you can create a bunch of different kind of blah 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 dot tumblr.com so that gives you flexibility. So I'm giving you very detailed answer here my friend. It's, it's, it's uh, not super hard. You have to have the right strategy per the platform based on the flexibility of that platform to deliver the story. Michael asks, how do you define hustle? Michael, this is funny because, show his face, because I could see him grinning. He, this was the first, what are we, 35 in, five? This is the first question, 150 questions that I can like see from the corner of my eye. He literally said, how do you define hustle? Because you can see this, this is, because you know, I mean, this is a challenging question. So first of all, it's different for everybody, right? But what I would say hustle is to me is that when you have passion around something that you are squeezing every last bit of the juice out of the orange, right? To me, hustle is maximizing the energy you're putting into somebody. I'm blown away by people saying that they're hustling and they want to achieve these great things and then their actions don't match. It's like saying you really want to lose weight while eating a Big Mac, right? So to me, hustle would be putting all your effort into achieving the goal at hand, and for me that means making every minute count. Hiring a full-time assistant who is ever, I mean, Friday night didn't happen because I was hustling like every minute. Like if I miss my 15 minutes to tape the show, I've missed my 15 minutes because there's so much hustle in my day. There's no, you know, there's no like, there's no hanging out. There's no like time where like, if I get to do like one joke with you guys as I'm walking in between meetings, we like find that to be like a rare acquaintance situation, like like occurrence, not acquaintance. Uh, hustle is putting it all on the line. Hustle is waking up one day, the day before you die, and realizing you gave it your all into the parenting of your children, the building of your businesses, the philanthropy that you wanted to do. Whatever you define, it's just you know, all in, emotionally and executionally, in theory and strategy and in execution. Hey, Bridget Willer here from YouTube Can Be A Guru and hashtag Guru Minute Videos. I finally have a question for Gary Vee in the Vayner Nation for Ask Gary Vee Show. One of my um, people asked me, out of curiosity, uh, what, does, what do you really get from having 10,000 followers? So, I'm deferring to you and your wisdom. And remember, you too can be a guru. That was that was a nice voice at the end there. Some real talent in the Vayner Nation. Uh, by the way, there will be no show on uh, on Thursday because uh, AJ and I are going to Cleveland to see LeBron's first game back in Cleveland against my New York Knicks. And so I'm excited about that. Hence a little uh, public service announcement. Also, if you've not been paying attention, I've been writing my ass off 
uh, on GaryVaynerchuk.com, so check that out. Please click out. I'd love, in the comments, as a matter of fact, in the comments, question of the day, what do you think of the GaryVaynerchuk.com website, pros, cons, your thoughts, your two cents, your three cents, if you wanna roll that way. Uh, to answer this question, um, you too can be a guru, by the way. I wanna, I wanna address that real quick. We kind of addressed that recently. Like, You can be a guru if you actually got guru skills. You can't just say you're a guru. That's number one. Uh, and then to answer the question, that is the wrong question. What does 10,000 fans get you? Nothing or everything. I don't know, if you have 10,000 fans, who 9,000 of which buy every, buy 48 copies of your book when you put it out on Twitter, well then that sounds really valuable. If you've got 10,000 fans because you bought them on some weird eBay auction because you wanted to act cool amongst your friends and when you post something nobody gives a rat's ass, I would say that's less valuable. And so the question, my friends, is always the wrong thing. But like, This is what everybody gets confused about. I could care less about the top line awareness, though it matters, right? Like, what do like 14 million people watching this video mean? It means I got more at-bats of people to get into my content, into my world, find value in me, thus creating the beginning of a relationship which then may lead to something. But life is long, it's a long trail. All you need is one follower of that 10,000 to really change the course of your business or personal life, right? And so, th- that's the wrong question. The, the right question is, what are you trying to achieve? See, my friends, I'm a reverse engineer. Let me say it again, because if you haven't figured it out in the seven years that you followed me, I'm gonna say it one more time. As a matter of fact, Zach, show Zach's face, because I'm gonna tell him something right to his face. Zach, I need a t-shirt that says, I'm a reverse engineer. And as you know, I never scrutinize the creative, and I'm always like, great. This one I'm gonna care about, because I wanna wear it every goddamn day. Because that's who I am, I'm a reverse engineer. Whether I need 10,000 followers or I need to, what every decision is predicated on what am I trying to achieve, both long-term and short-term, and that's the key, my friends. One of the things you have to do is you have to balance both your short-term goals and your long-term goals. So I wanna buy the Jets, and so a lot of things that I do, I leave tons of money on the table because I think it would hurt my brand or my perception or my opportunities or I don't feel good about it and I feel like I could burn a bridge, a bridge I may need to buy the Jets. At the same token, I need to build VaynerMedia to be a a huge company so that I could afford amazing employees like this to scale content like this. So it's all strategy, but I'm always thinking about why, 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 why. It all has to be reverse engineered. So why do you need 10,000 fans? Maybe in 2007 you needed 10,000 fans or the value was you were one of the only people with 10,000 fans and everybody thought you were cool. You know how many people followed me just because I had a lot of followers back in 2006 and 7 and 8 and that gave me leverage. They then paid attention to me, lucky for me, I don't even know why I'm doing your quotes right now because that's how fired up I am, but lucky for me, I had something good to say, whether it was about wine, and that's a basketball, whether it was about, get me, get me some wine, somebody give me a bottle of wine, does we have any wine here? Whether it was about wine, whether it was about business, I don't know why this represents business, yes, get it to me, Seth. Get, hurry. Whether it was about wine, whether it was about business, and so, 10,000 fans or anything else you do. Why do I need a Medium account? Why do I need a million fans on Facebook? Why should I be marketing on Snapchat? It's all strategy. For me, I market on Snapchat because I want to learn the platform, because I want to always be ahead, because I want to earn the right for you to spend these 15 minutes with me, and the only reason you're spending these 15 minutes with me, and yes, I'm very attractive, and yes, I'm massively charismatic, but it's because I'm providing you value. I'm saving you time to spend the hundreds of hours that I and my organization spend to give you the punchlines of what you need to know to navigate through a 2015 marketing world. And that's it, and it's that simple. So, the value's a stupid question. 
The right question is, what are you trying to accomplish and is Twitter the platform that can help you accomplish it? If it is, now you start understanding what the value would be. My friends, is that it? One more if you want to. I'll take it. Amy asks, a professor once said to me, it's better to be a big fish in a small pond. Do you agree? Amy, this, you know, I'm going to be very upfront on, on this question. This is a good way to bang out the show. Uh, that sounds like a loser professor to me. Um, it's small time thinking. I don't subscribe to it. There's a lot of practicality in it, right? There's, it's a lot easier to be the most successful businessman in St. Louis, Missouri than it is to be in the world, right? So I understand the thesis, but honestly, that to me is very conservative, not in my DNA thinking. That could be great advice for a lot of people who are delirious and think they're better than they are. Though I love to drive through self-esteem and optimism and I think early in your life, you should absolutely shoot for the highest stars that you can. I think as life moves on and time moves on, you need to become more practical. You've got bills and kids and all those kind of things. But to start off one's career in the first 20 years, call to your 40, to be in that thinking, I think that limits. I, there have been so many people who've hedged and settled in their lives. And honestly, I'm not the kind of character that's going to play in that kind of sphere. I'm going in a different direction. It's what comes natural to me. But it's also because I think I could be the biggest and the baddest in any game I play. It's just how I'm wired. I think this comes down to it's probably very good advice to some and it's probably atrocious advice to others. And this is why I continue to say if I could inject anything into anybody, it would be self-awareness because it would help you answer this question. Um, Because for a lot of people, it's probably really solid advice. For me, and for many of you watching this, it's crap advice. All right, now I can wrap up the show. My friends, this time, thank you so much for watching the show. Uh, You've got your question of the day. Uh, Thank you for listening, watching, jamming, interacting. The banter from the last episode was phenomenal. Uh, I miss all of you. And I can't wait to tape tomorrow's show, which is going to be early, and I'm excited, and so we'll have that up early tomorrow, in the scheme of things, early afternoon versus late afternoon. DRock, no pressure. You keep asking questions. I will keep answering them.